Good afternoon, y'all. We made it to Friday. Thank God. Um, these are some of the headlines on BizarreBest.com. Beijing is harvesting DNA from millions. Is, th is this the future of policing? Pentagon UFO hunting department not disbanded. Found vehicles not made on Earth. Exorcist claims possessed woman threw four men across the room. Church deacon died of the pestilence and then his body went missing. And the judge unseals Jelaine Maxwell's documents, but delays the release pending her appeal, which I believe they expect to be denied or it got denied. I, I can't confirm that yet. But anyway, stay tuned. These are the headlines on BizarreBest.com. Well, China is harvesting DNA from millions of people. Is this the future of policing? For several years now, the police and other authorities in China have been collecting across the country DNA samples from millions of men and boys who aren't suspected of having committed any crime. Just recently, I um, read where they were collecting DNA samples from protesters. This was like a couple of weeks ago. And a report published by the Australian Strategic Policy Institute last month, they exposed the extent of the Chinese government's program of genetic surveillance. It's no longer limited to Xinjiang, Tibet, and other areas, mostly populated by ethnic minorities. Uh, the government represses those people. DNA collection, serving no apparent immediate need, has spread across the entire country, and we estimate that the authorities' goal is to gather DNA samples from 35 million to 70 million Chinese males. Matched against official family records, surveillance footage, or witness statements and police reports, these samples will become a powerful tool for the Chinese authorities to track down a man or a boy, or failing that, a relative, for that matter. The Chinese government denies the existence of any such program, but since our study's publication, and this is from... DNYZ, uh, and the published report was again by the Austrian Strategic Policy Institute. Um, we have found fresh proof, including official documents showing that DNA samples are also being gathered in major urban centers. Dude, this is totally concerning. Um, an official report dated June 16th, available on a website of the government, details the creation of a DNA database by the Public Security Bureau of the city of Chengdu, the province's capital, and seeks expert opinion on the creation of a male ancestry investigation system. Dude, they probably got some cloning shit going on. It documents how 17 public security offices have collected DNA samples from nearly 600,000 male residents across the city. This is about 7% of Shangdu's male population. That's amazing. In China, securing the public order essentially means maintaining the uncontested rule of the Communist Party. Dissent is a crime, and police operations are a key part of the state's apparatus of repression. The Chinese police are not doing this work alone. Evidence continued to accumulate that private companies, both Chinese and foreign, are complicit in this extraordinary, vast, and ominous assault on the privacy of the citizens.
Dude. The Australian Strategic Policy Institute has contacted Thermo Fisher and Forensic Genomics International asking for comments on the report, but neither company replied. In a statement issued to the New York Times for a news story last month related to the report, a representative of Thermo Fisher said that the company was proud to be a part of the many positive ways in, the, in which DNA identification has been applied, from t- tracking down criminals to stopping human trafficking and freeing the unjustly accused. I mean, all that sounds great if you're using it for the right purpose, right? Um, Thermo Fisher has previously been criticized by human rights organizations and scholars for supplying DNA collection and analysis equipment to the Chinese authorities in support of their campaign of repression against ethnic minorities in Xinjiang. Xinjiang. <laughs> I'll get it right soon. Already in February 2019, the company had vowed to cease any such sales in the region. There is a lot more to this, but I'm going to link it so you can read it yourself at BizarreBest.com. The Pentagon's UFO hunting department was not disbanded in 2012, as stated, and could now give public reports every six months amid claims it found vehicles not made on this earth. The Pentagon's UFO department could now be forced to give reports to the public every six months. The Senate Intelligence Committee last month called for greater transparency from the secret unit. Lawmakers said that they support the efforts of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. The move confirmed that such a program still exists. In 2017, the Pentagon admitted funding a UFO program but said it had ended in 2012. And officials who worked for the program have confirmed that it is still in existence. They also say it discovered objects that we couldn't make ourselves in this world. Dude, what the hell? That's what I'm talking about. The Pentagon's one secret department that hunts and investigates UFOs has continued to operate over the past decade, despite previous claims it had disbanded. The Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force had been tucked away inside the Office of Naval Intelligence and is now being called to reveal at least some of its findings to the public every six months, according to New York Times. Information on mysterious encounters with unidentified aerial objects has formerly only been discussed in classified briefings. And Pentagon officials are still not at liberty to discuss the program, which deals with classified matters. The new calls for greater transparency comes as officials who previously worked with the unit reveal some of the objects discovered in their investigations were items humans could not make uh, ourselves and vehicles not made on this earth. Dude, that's serious. Last month, U.S. senators demanded to see the Pentagon's UFO files as they pushed for influence over the secretive Navy program. The Senate Intelligence Committee wanted defense chiefs to publish a report on the Pentagon program and any phenomena it observes. The committee says it supports the efforts of the uh, task force, appearing to confirm that such a program still exists. In 2017, the Pentagon acknowledged funding a secret multi-million dollar program named Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program to investigate UFO sightings, although defense chiefs claimed it ended in 2012. 
It was determined that there were other higher priority issues that merited funding and it was in the best interest of the DOD to make a change, a spokeswoman said at the time. But the Pentagon had less was less clear about whether the UFO program continued to, to hover somewhere in the vast universe of the U.S. defense establishment. Uh, the DOD takes seriously all threats and potential threats to our people, our assets, and our missions, and takes action wherever credible information is developed. People who work with the UFO program through 2017 and beyond have now confirmed to the New York Times that it continued to exist, but under a different name and a different office. Dude, the first program first be or the program first began in 2007. Pretty crazy stuff. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, the provision, I'm sorry, senators said that information sharing had been inconsistent and called for a detailed report on the program's progress and any phenomena it observes. The there's a provision that's part of the 2021 Intelligence Authorization Bill, and if it passes, the Pentagon will have 20, 180 days to submit a report to Congress. Gosh, I hope they do, dude. Um, Harry Reid, the former Senate Majority Leader who pushed for the initial creation of the UFO program, sa said crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred and should be retrieved and investigated. After looking into this, he came to the conclusion that there were reports. Some were substantive, some not. Uh, that there were actual materials that the government and private sector had in their possession. All right, then. This is extremely important that information about the discovery of physical materials are retrieved and comes out publicly. Dude, there's more to this. I'm going to link it at BizarreBest.com. Bishop Plato, that's his first name, has claimed he witnessed a victim of demonic possession gain superhuman strength and throw four men across the room after speaking in a demonic language. Okay, that would be totally terrifying. A practicing exorcist claims he once witnessed a terrifying case of demonic possession where a woman with a demon inside her threw four men across the room. Bishop Plato, an ordained Orthodox Catholic priest uh, with the Oblates of St. Teresa in Wisconsin, I probably hacked that, said it was her first his first ever exorcism and involved himself in a small group of other priests. The victim, a 60-year-old woman, was said to have not eaten or drank anything for a month, and so the priest visited her home and tried to rid her of the evil presence. I just checked, and this story is from uh, July 24th. I wanted to make sure, because sometimes I, I miss the date on these things. Talking on the Exorcist TV show podcast, dude, I got to look that up. Uh, the bishop explained what he saw. For the most part, she showed extraordinary strength. Three or four of us throwing us around the room. There were about four adults, as well as this disturbing display of physical strength. Uh, the bishop recalled that the woman showed other telltale signs of possession, too. He said the whites of her eyes were all black. You tried doing that. That's something you can't naturally do. Some language coming out. Strength is probably the number one thing for her. She had extraordinary strength. 
unfortunately. The bishop said there was one thing in his favor while trying to get rid of this difficult demon. He said for some reason the particular entity could not leave the room, and they don't know why. Once we got her out, there was nothing because the demon couldn't leave the room. So when she was out of the home, she was just fine. It took two days to liberate the woman from the demon, but her family remained practicing Satanists. Oh, well, that explains it. What? So what'd they do? Was she like a Catholic and the rest of them are Satanists? Is that what happened? So the demon went after her? Dude. This would be like a movie, because now I want to know about the family. The bishop said that at this point in his career with the church, he had never encountered something like this before. To this day, it is still one of the most intense exorcisms of a person that he has ever encountered. This comes after um, the, Catholic, the Catholic archbishop claimed that victims of demonic possession can kill with just their teeth and have the strength of five men. That's crazy, man. He also said they have eyes as black as sharks, among other disturbing details. And a woman claimed she was possessed by a demon as a teenager after being haunt haunted and harassed following her dabble with Wicca magic with pals. Dude, stop messing around with stuff you don't know anything about. In any event, there is like a video here. I'm going to go ahead and link it at bizarrebest.com. judge on Thursday unsealed a trove of records related to Jelaine Maxwell, but quickly granted her a legal team, quickly granted her legal team a stay on the release so they could appeal. Maxwell has been fighting the release, was not on the call after Judge Loretta Pesca delivered the ruling via video hearing in the case. Uh, she granted Maxwell's lawyer, Lauren Menninger, one week to file an emergency motion with the Second Circuit Court of Appeals to stop the release. The court finds that any minor embarrassment or annoyance resulting from the disclosure of Ms. Maxwell's mostly non-testimony about behavior that has been widely reported in the press this far outweighed by the presumption of public access. Nice. Prescott stated during the hearing, that's the judge. The secret documents relate to a seven-hour, 418 deposition Maxwell gave as part of a now-settled defamation lawsuit filed against her in 2015 by Virg this chick named Virginia and to emails between Maxwell and Epstein. The chick that sued her, uh, she's a British socialite. Her name's Virginia. For, she sued Maxwell for defamation and publicly stated, uh, and I'm sorry, after Maxwell publicly stated that Virginia had made up the sexual abuse allegations against her and Epstein. The former sex slave has been one of Epstein's most vocal accusers and has claimed that Maxwell forced her to have sex with Prince Andrew. Dude. His website's down, by the way. They took it down. He didn't even attend his daughter's uh, wedding because of all this. All because of his penis. Think about that. Dude, Maxwell, Epstein's former lover, has been accused of recruiting teen girls. We know about all that. And she was arrested on July 2nd.
On August 9th, 2019, the Federal Appeals Court unsealed 2,000 pages of documents related to Maxwell's defamation case. The next day, Epstein committed suicide in his jail cell while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. Dude, but those, those, I believe, were the sealed documents, so... I'm telling you, man, if we can get these open, if they, I, it sounds like they're going to lose the appeal. They may have already lost the appeal. I cannot confirm that yet. We will see. But I'm going to link it at BizarreBest.com. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate everything, uh, all your comments. Uh, I absolutely love reading all of your comments. Um, and I will see you on Monday. Have a fabulous weekend.